What's up, folks? It is me, Chance Nichols, and welcome back to the We Didn't Peak podcast with Chance Nichols. I just went and got tacos, and holy shit. Uh, we went to Home State in Highland Park. If you're in LA, please check that place out. It's incredible. Get the brisket tacos, and thank you, boy, later. Um, y'all, we, <laughs> we walk in, we sit down. I've got a good view of the front door. A guy in a Yoshi backpack goes to walk in, and some guy who had been sitting in one of the outdoor seats says something to him. The guy turns and like says a retaliatory thing to the other guy, and then other guy stands up and gets in Yoshi backpack guy's face, and they start like jawing back and forth at each other real aggressive. And then the fucking non-Yoshi backpack guy slaps the Yoshi backpack guy in his face. And they, like, start fighting in front of this taco place. And one of the employees goes, I was like, and then they go on down the street. It was wild. It was crazy. And I wish I would have filmed it. But then, 15 minutes later, we're sitting there. We're munching down on our delicious brisket tacos. Get one and thank me later. And this guy who had been like sleeping on the sidewalk outside was sm- who had been and he was like smoking a cigarette or something maybe something stronger than a cigarette I don't know I don't know his life but anyway he like sets his we start smelling this like really intense sm- there's like this smoke starts coming in from outside and this guy who had been like sleeping and then smoking on the sidewalk right by the door where the fight had happened he had fucking set his hair on fire with his cigarette, maybe not cigarette. And so his hair was on fire and burnt hair smoke was coming into the restaurant. What's going on? That's my story and I am sticking to it. All right. Happy Monday, y'all. I It's going to be a very short intro because we've got the Chiefs game. I am very behind today because we uh, there's a plumber here fixing our uh, plumbing shit. Uh, we haven't been able to wash clothes at our house for uh, about a week, and I am on my last socks, so it's that, that took precedent today. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get right into the episode very, very quickly here. Um, Halloween weekend, pretty fun. I mean, <laughs> come on, it's Halloween. I love Halloween, okay? It's one of my favorite holidays. And But I always, I sometimes get a little bit sad, like I get like a little down in the dumps on Halloween time because like, I don't know, it's such a holiday that is like, it's like the ultimate kid holiday. You know what I mean? Because it's not, there's not like Halloween dinner where you have to eat, you know, fucking broccoli with your aunt from Arkansas. It's just like, all right, you got, it, it was like the one night of the year the kids were sort of in charge. It's like, all right, put on your little uniforms and tell us which house you want to go to for, for your candy. And uh, yeah, there's, there's just like a lot of like happy childhood memories from that day that like get kicked up now in my like pretty happy adult life. But it's, you know, anything that like really reminds you of like the happier t- moments of your childhood can make you nostalgic in a good way and in, in a good way and in a bad way, I think. And uh, yeah, but it was mostly happy. Mostly good time. Went out to downtown LA. I was in a in a nightgown, riding a scooter, a bird scooter around, zipping down the down the streets, cutting off traffic, screaming at the top of my lungs. So if you uh, were in downtown LA and you heard anyone screaming at the top of his lungs whilst riding a, a with a with a billowing nightgown behind him and screaming on a scooter, well, that was me. Um, yeah, 
good times, good scares, good spooks. Uh, if you're looking for a scary movie, I've got a recommendation. The Houses That October Built. Very good scary movie. Uh, we watched it last night after we got back from a little Halloween party. Uh, last night being Sunday night, Halloween night, All Hallows Eve, The Devil's Night. And yeah, it was fun. Very scary movie, very good. It's like a found footage movie. Uh, happy belated Halloween to all of you uh, ghouls and ghosts out there. <laughs> I need to be on medication. Um, okay, let's do these questions, comments, and concerns, and then we will get to this episode. And my God, what a fun episode it is. You guys are going to really enjoy this chat, I do believe. Um, first one. Okay, what was your sexual awakening? For example, mine was totally spies. Thank you. God, I'm tempted to say who that was. Uh Thank you for that question, sir. Um, mine was uh, Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin. It was um, uh, Uma Thurman's performance as Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin made me uh, made me realize that the thing betwixt my legs was for more than pissing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Do you guys like this? <laughs> sure. Should I stop doing this show? Now you all have to hear that sentence and the echoing in your brain forever. Um, yeah, it was it was the oh, my I mean my God the red hair the the green suit the the lips and the kissing and the oh you did oh you did all that stuff was fun for me <laughs> just sort of some fun for a little boy. Uh, yeah, bad movie, great performance by Ms. Thurman. Next one. <laughs> Uh, our guest sent this one in. Rate your guest's personality on a scale of 1 to 10. 4. And you know it. You got a lot of work to do. And the listeners are about to hear about all that work that you have to do. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's that. You asked and I answered. No, I'm kidding. You're a 10. <laughs> Good friend. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll do this one. What's the weirdest Freudian slip you've ever said out loud? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually like had like a big one. Like, hmm. Sub, yeah, because you know it's like saying something that you like a subconscious thing out loud accidentally. Uh, that's me explaining what a Freudian slip is. Um, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I would like sometimes I would like tell teachers call teachers mom or dad sometimes growing up. I don't know if that's really a Freudian Freudian slip. Maybe it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably that, honestly, just like t tell calling, and I think a lot of people did this, like calling an authority figure when you're a kid, mom or dad, like a teacher or a coach or something, just accidentally, like you're in class, you just raise your hand, they go, oh yeah, Chance, uh, mom, I, whoa, sorry, um, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> okay, last one here. Will the Chiefs win by 10.5 points tonight? I'm about to find out because they are about to play here any minute. And I am so excited to watch them struggle against the Giants. But we'll see. Maybe they kept Jackson away from the stadium today. Okay, that's the intro. Now, 
Folks, we got a great guest this week. This is the short this might be the shortest intro we've ever done. And honestly, I kinda like it. We might do this from now on. Um, folks, great guest this week. You're gonna love her. It is, of course, I am speaking of my friend Haley Ashlyn. Haley is an actor here in Los Angeles. Uh, she is a dear friend of mine, and we had a great chat, very good talk. And uh, she was a part of the uh, Halloween, the Saturday Night Halloween shenanigans. Uh, in, I mean, well, she was like babysitting earlier in the evening and had some other stuff, you know, going on. But but she did give us a ride home, which makes automatically makes her the most valuable person on that evening, if I may say that. Okay. And now, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, please, as always, uh, download and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts right now. Do it right now. Take your phone out of your pocket. Take your phone out of the holster in your car. Almost getting a wreck. Don't get in a wreck, but take the phone out and, and just click the five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please, for the love of fucking God. Okay. Uh, and follow us on social media. Follow us at We Didn't Peak on Instagram. Like us on Facebook, We Didn't Peak with Chance Nichols. And then follow me on Instagram at Chance Is Loud. And now, without further interruption, please enjoy my chat with the one, the only, Haley Ashlyn. Enjoy. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Maybe right. you are. <laughs> no, I certainly am not. I am very bad with uh, technology. In fact, okay. well, not the very. Okay, I wouldn't say very bad. I can figure something out, but like, I could never work like on a set as like the camera guy sure. or as like a grip. Right. That's like, I get that because I'd ra- I would like to just like test the button to see what it does versus like read about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching myself this little microphone setup has been a. The journey in and of Well, it's itself. been clearly going well. You can do it. Thank you. We're I sounded amazing. It. You did. On that rig. <laughs> you certainly did. <laughs> you sounded amazing on our test, which now we're doing the real thing. This is, so. Oh, we started? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so this nervous. Is I trick, this is how I trick you. See, okay. it's just, we just, we're just rolling. You're good at what you do. I didn't even, it's like a shot. You didn't, I didn't even know. Uh-huh. Like, you started, you went on two, you know, yep. where they count to three. Exactly. And then <laughs> I popped your shoulder back into place <laughs> like, on two. Yeah. I'm in. We're in it now. <laughs> I, I mean, we're in the thick of it. Uh, well, it's only the beginning of the thick. Haley. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm so nervous. Yeah, it's all right. I I think mostly because I've gotten feedback on my voice before, mm-hmm. and people tell me that it's annoying, and so I'm worried <laughs> that your listeners are going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, you don't have to talk about our private conversations <laughs> on air. That's no, I actually, that was in, when I was in business school. Oh, yeah. yes. A business school person. Yeah. See, I'm excited to tear into your past a little bit because I know very little about I know. It. Yeah, yeah. This will be interesting. The funny thing about your your voice, though, is you're you're a Wisconsinite, yes. am I correct? Yeah. Wisconsinian. I'm from Wisconsin. Is that yeah, Wisconsin? I don't know. Is Wisconsin. it Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Sure, that's not a cheesehead. <laughs> that's what. No, that's what I think. Um, at UW Madison, they call them Scones. Huh. I think I don't. Interesting. I know so many people from Wisconsin. I could really? figure this out in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, but I won't. And you don't. You don't have like the oh. Oh, I know. Yeah, Yeah, I uh, (laughs) trained that out in college. I, yeah, everyone would be like, oh, you need a bag. You need Uh, a paper bag. uh And I was like, now I need a bag. There it is. Yeah. Be gross with it. That's, we had a kid named Jacob that moved in my neighborhood when I was like, maybe sixth or seventh grade. And his family was from Wopaka, Wisconsin. Wopaka? Wopaka. 
Okay. Wopaka is how Wopaka. I said it. Wopaka. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. I think a it's place. like just a very small kind yeah. of rural town, yeah. like because they were pretty like country folks, yeah, and like truck driving, you know, camo wearing. He spray painted his truck, in fact. Which was wow, a, which that's was that sounds very Wisconsin. Yeah, extremely. yeah, very. That's very on brand yeah. for for that. Yeah, I try to be the opposite of what you'd expect from a Scony. I think Good. I'm gonna land on that one. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes it sneaks through. When I work with kids, which is you know what I do daily, it tends to sneak out because yeah. I'm just I don't know. Yeah. And you're eating a plate of Swiss cheese right now. You've yeah, big, right. Big, That's big true. Actually, in front of you. you know what's funny is when I would do show choir competitions, we'd go to Colby, Wisconsin, famous for Colby cheese. Of course. And they would send us home on the bus with a cheese tray of good old Colby cheese. That's so we beautiful. would have spent the day singing and dancing and then eating a bunch of cheese on the bus ride home. That poor bus driver. That poor <laughs> bus driver. That poor everybody. Just stinky kids making yep. stinky stinks. Yep. That's, uh, I learned... I've been reprimanded twice in my life for the way I pronounce states' names, and so now I have corrected my behavior. It's not... I used to call it Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. how you yeah. freaks like it. And yep. then same with... Uh, it's not Louisiana. It's Louisiana. Louisiana, mm-hmm. yeah. I got, I got corrected once for saying Oregon. <laughs> well, it's just wrong in all instead of Oregon yeah. I was on Omegle or like one of chat one of those things oh, and really? they said that's where they were from and I said oh Oregon they were like never again nope and it's then true. they asked me to flash them I said next well there you go <laughs> we might have crossed paths on Omegle uh, maybe it was yeah it might have been me uh, were, were you um, were, 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 did you and your friends do that a lot like did you have like little Omega yeah every nights? so often yeah, yeah I mean too. not like consistently because I was so scared because you'd always get like a dick or like Just child porn or 100% yeah. of the time we would log on it was always and I'm just saying it because it's it yeah. was my experience a Middle Eastern guy in his room alone with his dick out yeah <laughs> there's always just a yep. kind of just ready confused and then... looking guy in Iran <laughs> like, like <with> spread <laughs> legs looking down the camera in the middle of the day over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true because the time zone right. and for us it's like what 3 a.m. when right. mom and dad kids. go to sleep they can't monitor you so yeah, exactly yeah we, uh, I actually got my friend Bree, who I think we told this story whenever on her episode of the podcast. Uh, her and I were, I think we were like juniors in high school, and we were on Omega one day. And we did this prank that got her IP address or like her computer banned from Omega, where we had seen this. This was not my original idea. I had seen this already. I took we took a pair of her pants and stuffed them with like socks and stuff and shirts so that they looked like legs. And then we took her Ugg boots and like secured them to the bottoms of the legs so, so that it looked like it was just a pair of legs. And then I took a chair, much like this one I'm sitting in, and had it so that the computer was in front of the chair. So you just saw a chair with legs dangling, with legs standing on top of it. And then off camera, I kicked <laughs> the chair out of the way and just would struggle with the legs. Oh my and then God. Just have them swing. <gasps> And we got so many people. Every single person thought it was real. Oh, my God. We that's did it for really like an funny. hour. Right? That's really funny. But she got banned from Omegle? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I guess. Because if people are really thinking that. And I'm sure somebody, like, was trying to be a good person. Right. Yeah. Maybe. And then <laughs> contacted. And then, yeah. Yeah. No. We were so- showing death on yeah. camera. It's not allowed. But uh, how are things? How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. It's a busy weekend. Halloween. Yes. A wedding. And 
and I had to pick yeah. our spookiest guest yet. That's me. That's me. I feel honored. I'm the Halloween spooky guest. You certainly are. That's uh, what are you being this year? Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. I the only like dressing up I'm doing is tonight when I show up after babysitting. So I kind of had to, I'm like wearing a sweatshirt over my top. Obviously, I'm not wearing this to babysit. Sure. So, oh, actually, I have a different thing I'm changing into. I had two pieces that I wanted to wear. So I put them together and I called Kez. I said, what am I? Label me. And she said, I'm a character from Mortal Kombat that I've never played nor know anything about. But that's what I am. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. That's two years ago. I went as a Republican dinosaur. That's which, scary. <laughs> right? <laughs> which, uh, a.k.a. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just was wearing a dinosaur costume, and I would, would just wander around this party. I would just like, walk up to people and be like, don't you think these NFL players should stand? <laughs> <laughs> I was just dressed as a dinosaur, and oh I would just God. say fucked up things. I love that. That's really yeah. clever. Thank you. I yeah. think that's clever. I was trying. To, I was on Pinterest trying to be secondhand clever like oh somebody was clever i was gonna do um kamala harris in like the Mm -hmm. we did it joe look Uh but um i don't wear athletic clothes so i don't have any right like any i mean like i wear like leggings but like i don't have one of those zip up hoodie things right that she was wearing and that's like the whole point otherwise Right. It wouldn't look like anything. Nor are you her race. Right. I mean, obviously that, but I wasn't going to, you know. You were going to do. I obviously, oh my God. No. (laughs) Good. See. No, I I, I was just the outfit. Good. See, I promise you're not going to get canceled being on this show. We haven't had a cancellation yet. That's good. I mean, there's nothing really to cancel. Like, I haven't really. That's true. You walk a pretty straight and narrow line. Well, I was going to say just because nothing started to be canceled, like oh, in terms yeah. of like who I am. Right. But, That's true. Um, I do walk a fairly, I, I learned recently that I have what's called um, moral perfectionism. Oh my Where <laughs> I am so concerned all the time with doing what is most morally correct. And then it comes like things from my past that I like remember as not having done the right thing, like come back and haunt me. Um and I was actually just talking about that today, which is why it was in my mind. So, yeah, I, I hope I don't have too much. Please, nobody look. Oh, my God. Interesting. Huh. That's so moral perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before, but it sounds similar. Like I, for example, one time Ricky was doing a puzzle in the living room at our old place. And <laughs> one of the pieces I saw had fallen onto the floor rife for being kicked under our coffee table to where, or a couch to where he would never find that piece again. <laughs> and I was in the middle of a... Pl- I think I was annoyed with him that day. And I thought, I'm going to kick that motherfucker <laughs> under the couch and his puzzle will never be complete. Is it one of the Star Wars ones? I think it's the one that's right behind The one me. that is missing pieces? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. I didn't do it. Oh. I thought about it for point one, like zero, 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 one second. And then I was like, nope. And I, in fact, I bent down, picked it up, and put it back on the table. No one was watching. Nobody was looking. It would have ate my soul to pieces all day long if I hadn't, if I had Had done it, chosen violence. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but then again, that's because it's like, you know, your pal, your roommate, you know, because what if it happens where he's like, has anyone seen this piece? And you have to be like, 
Yeah. Uh, 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 well, then I would just lie. See, I'm a very good liar. Uh, oh, but, that's but, interesting. Yeah, but I, I just know that. I often just don't put myself in positions where I have to lie because oh. I hate it, but I'm very good at it. I see. I like telling little lies, like, uh, I mean, embellishing stories, obviously. Yeah. But just like little lies that like nobody will know. Like some of my, um, well, they figured it out because it's easy to figure out. Like on my first day of working at the elementary school I'm at, they asked me what my first name was and I said it's Haley. And I only tell them my first name because I don't tell them my last name because that's not their business. Uh-huh. And they're like, are you Haley Bieber? And I said, why, yes, I am. Because <laughs> they don't even see the bottom of my face either. Right, so yeah. all they know is that her name is Haley and she probably lives in California. So I was like, yeah, I am. And then I heard some of them like tell their parents, that's Justin Bieber's wife. And I quick turned away and I was like, don't tell your parents right. I'm lying to you. God damn it. Like I lie to you all the time, but <laughs> don't tell your parents. They're not part of this. That's great. Oh my God, that's, um, I mean, that's a fun lie to tell. Yeah. That, that's a very fun, innocent one. Yeah. Because now those kids all have a story mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. Yeah, maybe. that's true. We'll that's see. true. But, uh, do, do, so, who, who, I'm obsessed with this now. So, this more perfectionism. Yeah. Does it manifest itself ever? Like, because sometimes I have this problem where, not only do I expect myself to be perfect, I expect those around me to be perfect. And I get frustrated and it ruins my happiness if mm-hmm. the people around me are doing things a little wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on, like, what do you mean by doing, like, doing what things? Just like if we're, it, like, it could be a physical task, it could be a conversation we're having and I don't like the direction it's going. Like, like if we're uh, moving, like moving out of a house, like moving boxes, and one person isn't, like... They're grabbing one box the wrong way instead of grabbing two boxes the most efficient way and, like, being efficient about it. I wouldn't say... I would say that's just, like, a fair thing to get annoyed about. Sure. With the moral perfectionism, it's more of, like, legitimately, like, moral issues. Mm. So, like, if if it's... um, I don't know. Like, the kinds of things that will like, come back and haunt me is... This is funny, and I'm going to say it on this podcast because I've, I told told this to Maggie today, and I've never said this before um, out loud because it haunts me. So you're welcome. I'm going to share it okay, now. Okay, holy shit. When I was in, um, like, sixth or seventh grade, I found out that my student teacher and I were talking, and he said something about how he was, like... He was, like, involved in, like, hockey, and I lived next door to these hockey players. And I was like, oh, do you know them? They're like, yeah, I've literally been – he was like, I've literally been to their house. And I was like, oh, I live – and I, like, described where my house was and followed it up with something that I thought was just going to be, like, funny. Then again, I'm, you know, sixth grader. And I said to him, well, don't, like, come and molest me or anything. (laughs) Because I told him where my house was. And then I was like, don't come and molest me. And I – thinking back, I like to forgive myself because I think that's a fair request. Yeah, but then again, it was kind of out of left field, and he made me go sit in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta, and so. I was, like, thinking about it, and I was, like, anywhere else, like, if I were, like, older, too, especially, like, yeah. I think that joke would have landed. Probably. But in that situation, in tech ed class <laughs> in, like, sixth grade. Oh, my God. It didn't land. No, certainly not. See, that is why, and I want to talk about your experience uh, teaching the teaching youth. Yes. Um, that is why I don't like working with or being around children. Yeah. Because uh, newsflash, not a pedophile. <laughs> Not a child molester, but kids are fucking devious these days. I don't know if you've noticed this, but just like from like, 
I my for you page on TikTok has like no. It's just like fucked up like meth heads and wrestlers like slamming into each other, and then like a motivational quote every now and then. <laughs> so I don't see like the hot like version of yeah. TikTok or like the youthful version of TikTok. But I just see these news reports where it's like the the uh, the absence of moral perfectionism yep. with kids. I don't want to fucking be the recess monitor and the kids, I take their ball away because they're being little shitheads and then four of them get together and say, let's tell the principal that he diddled us or whatever. Oh my God. I don't, honestly, I don't think they have the, like the, the grasp on like things, things that extreme. Right. The, they that could evilness. though. Yeah. Kids these days, I, you may have seen this cause I tweeted about it too. Um, kids these days are weak mm. and I literally had a first grader walk out of the room, have to leave the room because she was scared of the movie we were watching. The movie was The Emperor's New Groove. Holy shit. <laughs> and she comes up to me with her hands over her ears and like tears. And I was like, what? You don't like llamas? Right. <laughs> Ease must like, too much for you? Yeah. I was like, okay, you can go to the library. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're weak. Um, then again, that's first grade. I, there are some older ones that I work with um, that... Yeah, kind of our little shits. Yeah. It's also, I feel like, um, that's an irrational fear of mine, obviously. I have right. another irrational fear of mine is di- going to prison for a crime I didn't commit. Oh. Another is uh, dying over a crime I didn't commit, like wow. being executed, the death that's penalty. That's why I'm against the death penalty. I mean, more reasons than that, but for one yeah. is like, there's been, that's happened. Yeah. We're, so, yeah. Oops. Yeah, I think it is... My let's talk about the death penalty. Yeah. My thoughts on it are it should be pretty much banned nationwide like mm-hmm. federally nationwide like nope that's not really something that we have on the table. Yeah. But it's a special little treat that they okay. can yeah. like convene like the Supreme Court to hear the case but not and, this Supreme Court a right one, a better one <laughs> some, <laughs> something In- <laughs> right. so, something good the, the that can maybe a Canadian Supreme Court right. will fly down and right. do it for us or we get a bunch of moral perfectionists to yeah, decide yeah. cuz like if you if it's like a serial killer right. rapist monster that has like a uh Richard Ramirez type. Yes, you know? Ted Bundy. Yeah. Because he, he'd be escaping and then killing more people. Yeah. So just, yeah. Because some, some people just lost. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. some people, sorry, man, you lose. Yeah. Like if that's, if that's your thing, if your thing mm-hmm. is dressing up like a clown and murdering 20 children, you lose. That one's John Wayne Gacy. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Birthday yeah. party clown. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have a fun story about him. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all. Oh, your region. This is from. It's, yeah. yeah, this, yeah. Well, he was Chicago. Right? So he lived in Chicago for a bit, mostly in Iowa though. Most really? of his he was he's from Illinois, uh operated in Iowa a lot, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then also small towns in Illinois. Like I think he he grew up in Illinois. I think he moved to Iowa for work. Got because he went to prison before they found out about all the murders. Like yeah. he went to prison for something else that I can't remember right now and became like uh, the a celebrity in the prison like yeah. the guards loved him you've seen all this shit well because i went to the museum of death and they have his paintings that are like those clowns mm-hmm. but it turns out i heard i was listening to a true crime podcast and somebody like wrote in saying that they had a relative who was in prison with him and john wayne gacy set up like a conveyor belt type system for his paintings, so he didn't make them other people made them and he signed them and sold them yeah just he's just a fucking charismatic like leader type. Yeah, and know? he had a construction company too, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, the the story I was gonna tell is that I I met somebody whose like uncle 
was in a bar or something back in whatever time and was just chatting with this guy at the bar talking about how you know he was sad because he just lost his job and this guy was like oh I may have some work for you handed him his business card one half of it was like a construction like construction company the other half on the other side was his work as a party clown and it was John Wayne Gacy and he still has the business card holy shit yeah (laughs) that's crazy isn't that crazy God, to just be sitting next to such evil. And not you know even what I mean? know. Right. Like, mm. do you ever feel like, are you ever somewhere and you're like, how many people in this area? Like, I was at Horror Nights and I was thinking mm-hmm. this, like, how many people here have actually killed someone? Yes. All the time. Because I, think, I about, think it's probably more common than... Oh, yeah. Especially, yeah, especially in L.A. Like, there's just so many people yeah. here. The odds are, it's bound to, like, within probably a two square mile radius of this place, yeah. there's probably all kinds of fucked up freaks. Have you, you ever know? looked up your address on, like, um, meganslaw.com or, like, I have those... not well-maintained websites. Okay. At least yeah. the one I used, because I was uh, looking at... I think our old place in North Hollywood because yeah. it was way more like CD than this it one. It was CD. That's why I got a taser. Oh, yeah. Because of our place? Yeah. Well, just yeah. one experience I had outside of your place. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. yeah it's fucking... Ugh. Yeah, that mm-hmm. place is... I was just over there the other day because uh, a buddy of mine, Christian, lives like three houses down from our old house. And oh. I did not meet him until we moved out and I was going over there to drop something off. And so I parked out front of our old place and walked around the back and like, it's a totally different combination of cars and like, yeah. I, I think everyone's probably moved out. Is that, oh, that dog? Is that the I didn't dog? see the motorcycle, so I'm assuming blew the, blew the pit bull, <laughs> rode the motorcycle off into the sunset. always had a broken tail. Yes, because he kept <laughs> biting his tail off. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, an funny. adorable dog. Um, yeah, what's it been like? teaching like like you're subbing right yes well kind of so I am technically a sub but I've had a long-term assignment for the past couple months and they keep asking truly everywhere that I have subbed has offered me a permanent job and I'm always like no because like I act also so I need to have the flexibility in my schedule to not have that Um, but I've been consistently going to this one place and um, this one school and I kind of am working like an after-school program. So I start with kindergartners at noon-ish because um, they only have half days. And um, they uh, – so I'm with them for a little bit. They're fun. They're, you know, they're pandemic kids, which is an interesting concept. So like not the best social skills right off the bat because they couldn't, you know, for the past two years really – do anything and so that's interesting um and then I go to the older kids and they've actually asked me now to put on a musical so I'm putting something together okay do you know which show yeah well I'm gonna do the Wizard of Oz perfect because I know it it's easy and I don't want to put that much energy into this um and I'm just kind of like writing a little kids version that they'll have fun with but I'm being very accurate and the Wicked Witch like we refer to her as Alphaba like her god-given name this is not the Wicked Witch of the West you guys this is Alphaba Um, they didn't know that they will now. Okay. Well, actually, when I first said The Wizard of Oz, this little first grader looks at me and goes, can I play Alphaba? And that's what gave me the idea. Aww. And I was like, we'll see, because they're going to audition. Right. <laughs> um, Don't ask. Like, I'm not just going to give out roles. Like, right. what do you think this is? Like, yeah. this is, I'm actually using my degree, friends, for like mm-hmm. the first time in ages. So, <laughs> um, that'll be fun. But yeah, it's, I really enjoy it, because it's different every day. Sometimes they're annoying, but... 
whatever. Sometimes yeah. I'm annoying. Right. That's that's another thing that happened recently is why I was like, oh, my voice is annoying is because these little girls were like, is that your real voice? And I said, yeah, why? And they said, you sound like a fake Disney princess. <gasps> and I was like, is that good? And they just kind of like laughed. Oh, my God. And this is like, they're either fifth or sixth graders. And I was like, this is bullying. Yeah. I told them, I said, you're bullying. And then yeah. I laughed because I don't care. Wow. You just, you got bullied. I got That's bullied. Cr- is bullying still in school? Like, because people are, there's been all these movements to end bullying. Do you still see bullying in, happening like kid yeah. to kid? Yeah. I mean, not like straight up bullying, but I had this one kindergartner who was telling his mom that this other kindergartner like did all this stuff to him, like by all this stuff. And I was like, mm, no, we didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, it's they, you know, they do stuff like that and just little... I don't know. But then again, it's not like necessarily in front of me that it happens. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I think bullying has merit to it. I do too. To a certain degree. Absolutely. If I was not bullied growing up, I would be out of hand. I would be chaotic as hell. Same. It's humble. It's important to be humbled early and also learn how to deal with shitty people yeah i think those are two really valuable life lessons that come out of bullying and obviously Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really bad stuff like i like there was a guy that bullied me until i was a junior in high school if you can believe it like he was a senior he was the quarterback of the football team that i played on we were friends but he was straight up just flip a switch and become like a really aggressive horrible bully and Like, uh, learning to deal with him, and then, like, uh, when I was growing up, we had, like, my little group of neighborhood friends, like, our little core group in our cul-de-sac, and then these, like, skater kids would descend on us from a different part of the area, and they were, like, really mean and terrible, and we had to learn how to deal with them and handle them. descend on (laughs) Yes. And one day, finally, like, the verbal, like, lashings had boiled over to where we were going to fight them. But instead of a fight, we proposed a football game (laughs) because we all played sports and they all rode skateboards, which back then I thought, holy shit, they're really tough. They ride skateboards. I just play football and wrestle. Turns out... Football and wrestling is much more it's difficult <laughs> than skateboarding. Than balancing on a little wheelie board. Right. So we beat the shit out of these guys. And they're all like two years older than us. And we just absolutely wiped the fucking floor with them. And that was like a, a big triumph. It was like, I yeah. overcame a bad guy. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's probably a really like pivotal moment for you in terms of your like view on, yeah, what you could accomplish if you were to want to kick someone's ass, yeah. you could. And then I just kept going. And, and then I, I became kept, the bully. And then I was the bully. <laughs> That's honestly when the bullied becomes the bully is a big moment. It is. I feel like that's a thing. Personally, like I'm more of a bully now than I am bullied. Of and course. like I'd say the people who bullied me growing up are the ones that I bully now behind their back, obviously. Right. They're sort of weak, like married in a loveless marriage to ugly children now. Mm -hmm. The classic Midwest storyline. Yeah, it's always (laughs) some girl that like you've seen do coke off of like a Hercules memorabilia plate that McDonald's (laughs) sold for like the Disney movie. And now she's on Instagram and Facebook being like, we were blessed today with Brentley's christening, and I got to get back to my real estate job or, where or I've my, never sold a fucking house. Or my pyramid scheme. Right. My, my what was it? It Works Wraps. It Works. My Lula Rose. Or, there's a bunch of shampoo <laughs> shit now. I'm like, yep. 
Yeah, it's it's always those girls that like you turn on you turn on the old internet one day yep. and it's like are you a senator's wife now? A like, senator's wife? A state senator's wife? Right. Are you Mammy yep. Eisenhower? Yep. What's going on? This is insane. I've, I watched you run through a fucking coffee table <laughs> as you were on Molly and mixed it with fucking like Tide Pods. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, speaking... <laughs> speaking of that... Uh, Let's. Let, this is a flawless transition into this part of the interview. Uh, you know, talking about the past, talking about people we knew. Mm-hmm. What were you like when you were in like elementary school? Like, like, f- put yourself in the shoes of the children that you're watching yeah, now. What elementary was like? school. I was really, believe it or not, shy for the first little bit of time um, in elementary school until I started theater. Because my mom was like, "Let's get you involved in that to get you not shy." But I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was probably like four or five, like very early on. And so I had like, uh, that had to have been a pretty early, like in the world of mental health diagnosis and like anxiety being a thing that is diagnosed and like subscribed something or prescribed Mm -hmm. something for 90s. Weren't really a time for that. Right. I, well, I started Zoloft when I was like seven, which is a very strong prescription. Yeah. Really? I was on Zoloft when I was seven. And then, um, so that probably shaped a lot of who I was in elementary, in elementary school. And I would have, I had this crippling fear of throwing up, vomiting of any kind. I, I, if I got a stomach ache at school, like I'd call home because I'd have a panic attack that I was going to throw up. It was really bad. And I don't know, I worked through it, whatever. But um, uh, yeah, so that was really bad. So I was very anxious all the time. But I loved the limelight. So I would, <laughs> So I would be like having a panic attack. And then I would be like, but I can't go home from school today because, like, I'm signed up for show and tell. And that's my moment. I would run in every day, like, sign up as fast as I could because I just, I loved attention. Yeah. Um, but also was horrified of being perceived, which is a weird combination. Yeah. Um, huh. Where do you think this love for, like, performing the limelight attention, did this manifest around this age, do you think? Was there, like, an or Do you have, like, I have a comedy, like, superhero, like, spider bite story. I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Tell me. It's, I'll do it real quick because I've done it on this so okay. many times. Basically, I was already a pretty goofy little kid. I enjoyed laughing, and I watched the movie The Mask when I was, like, three, and I saw Jim Carrey up there being a silly, like, cartoon character of an adult, and I was like, I want to do that forever. I love that. So that's what, uh, and then also, like, a lot of, like, you know, uh, parental trauma. Um, right, that you know, adds to it Screaming in the home. Right. Uh, oh, a, an overall, like, kind of fucked environment. Things like that, you know, helped. But and, the mask, and that's all content, too. Right. For, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The mask was the first, like, nudge in, like, the, hey, go, you go be funny. All right. Direction. That's great. Um, yeah. I guess I think, I mean, really when my mom was like, okay, you need to audition for The Sound of Music because you're shy. And so I did. And I was seven and I got cast as Gretel. Um, and so I did that. And then I was just like, great, let's just keep going. And also, like, it's only, it's really been the only thing I've ever been good at. Like, I would dabble in sports, but not great and I also hated it um but I don't know about like the attention thing I'm sure I could like really like dig in and find a (laughs) time like I don't know my parents divorced or something then again okay my parents filed for divorce five weeks after I was born so like I was never really I mean I probably was affected by it but I'd never known them together Uh so to me it wasn't like a change I don't know um 
So yeah, I don't know when that would have been, but I've always loved that, like getting attention, the limelight, all that it's stuff. It's a rush. It's a real rush because I was the same way. Yeah, it's a am. rush. Absolutely it is. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really have one of those spider bite moments, but yeah. maybe through therapy I can get there. Through a lot of hard work. Through a lot of hard work yeah. I can probably get there, but... Oh. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I was just kind of a weirdo. I was a weird kid. Yeah. Did you have just like a crazy imagination, like making friends, like imaginary friends? I guess like I did actually. I had an imaginary friend company at school. So at recess, I would, um, <laughs> I would like <laughs> help kids develop their imaginary friends. What? Yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a tree that I would like pretend was like a computer and we'd like push buttons on the tree and I'd be like, okay, here's your imaginary friend. Mine was named Jelly and she could fit in my pocket. Like she's just like a little homie. Um, and yeah, that was my imaginary friend. Yeah. I'd say you had a pretty wild imagination. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you, then, yeah. You ran so a then business. The answers, yeah. You were Madam Foster from Foster's Home for Imaginary Oh my God, friends. I was. <laughs> I really was. And, That's um, cool. we would play like at recess. Um, we would play like, We'd, we'd there were wood chips on the playground and we'd build little houses out of the wood chips, play mm-hmm. house, all of that stuff. I loved playing house and yeah. dolls. I actually played with Barbies and Bratz until I was middle school. Loved them. Still do. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on doll TikTok every so often. I do oh, see. God. It's really cool. People will, like <laughs> yeah. give them makeovers and like I'm like, okay, I can yeah. subscribe. I like to, my, for me, TikTok is watching people detox off heroin. That's then- <laughs> so funny. I feel like it's so, in- it's so telling of somebody if you were to like, like look at somebody else's for you page on TikTok to yeah. see what do you get. Yeah. Because I don't get, I've never seen one of the, like the D'Amelios ever. Really? Never on my for you page. And so I'm like, oh, that's oh really God. interesting because they're like, the one they are like TikTok. Yeah. But I get a lot more. I have a lot of animal content, obviously. Yeah. Um, have you seen that Emilio show? That I've they heard made? it's really good. Really? I yes. heard it's terrible. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've just heard that it's like, it's a peek behind a curtain you didn't want to look behind because okay. you realize like, <laughs> it's another podcaster covered this, uh, but. It's like the episodes are just like, all right, we're going to go do this today. Here's our schedule. Cut to like Charlie bawling her eyes out being like, everyone online is telling me to kill myself. <laughs> I just want to do a dance video and they're telling me I should be dead. <laughs> then it cuts to the dad being like, if it ever becomes too big of a problem or if they ever stop having fun with it, we're going to pack our bags and go back to Connecticut. I swear to God, we'll pull the plug. And then cut to fucking Dixie being like, I someone they keep commenting noose emojis on my <laughs> videos i fucking hate myself <gasps> oh my and god back to the parents well you know the checks are still coming through so what are we gonna do that's so interesting to me that they moved to, like their whole family to la when you you can make tiktoks from connecticut yeah and probably live in like a fucking castle <laughs> way nicer house i mean they probably just wanted to be able to like collab with right. fucking david dobrik or whoever i don't know <laughs> yeah, they, that, that um, guy. then again like i heard from a friend that it was really good and the like I have a feeling we hang out with different types of people, you know, what? when we talk about things like that. Like, You're if, kidding. I mean, yeah, we hang out together a lot <laughs> and like we have mutuals, but like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that our friends would give different feedback on that show. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, so back to Haley. <laughs> back to me. Uh, 
So yeah, so sort of a an anxious kid, but yeah. also pretty creative, yeah. imaginative. Has a, a love for the stage from yeah. an early age. What was your first show again? The or Sound of Music. Sound well, of music, I was yeah. in the children's choir of Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat, but I don't count that because okay. I was not a named character. Okay, brag. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but good. in um, the Sound of Music, I was Gretel. Um, yeah, so that was my first big show, and then obviously um, went on to do things like Annie, and you know, if you couldn't tell from Susical. I was in Susical twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so 100% um, that. Um, that's who I was. I would just go to school, then go to rehearsal, have a panic attack here and there, um, and really that was it. Yeah. Was this like a school theater program or like no, a community theater community program? theater. Okay, I cool. actually... Um, I was very well. I did like the school musical in elementary school, but then when it came to that in middle school and high school, I was very pretentious, um, and I was like, I don't do school plays. Wow, really? I do the community theater. God, you're I did one a of musical those. in high school. We did one musical. While I was there, and it was Fiddler on the Roof, and I was like, why? Yeah, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was a little pretentious. Huh? Yeah, we had in in my like. We'll talk about high school in a moment, but my school district, it was like, if you're a theater kid, you did it at school. They didn't, there, there wasn't really an, like in my town of Nixa, there was no community theater at that yeah. point, but there was in Springfield, which is right down the road, um, the Springfield Little Theater, okay. but there were very few Nixa kids that ever really fucked with that place because it was like the little community theater because we were having too much fun being weirdos and like mm-hmm. funny like theater kids that like did like bits all day long <laughs> and like used our imaginations to like come up with fake scenarios, you know, just dumb theater kid stuff. Right. And those theater kids were like drinking and like like going out sneaking into clubs with like fake IDs and yeah. stuff and getting fucked by adults. Like we we did not want to go do that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair to to not want to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. rough scene. Uh, middle school. So like, uh, and again, I, I just use the age, like the, the school system as like sort of yeah, the, the roadmap. I went of, to the school system. So yeah. that's, yeah, that makes sense. Middle school was similar. I was weird. Like I was just, I don't know why I had friends. I was so just, just one, tr- I mean, I was a little bit of a bitch, um, I was very, and still am, very politically, like, minded, and so I had, I'm, where I'm from, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, is, it's a pretty progressive town, um, very artistic, you know, that's why we have, like, a couple different community theater options, it's where Bon Iver is from, if oh. any, <laughs> if anyone's a big, a big, uh, Bon Iver they fan. put my scarf on and get a tea. They went to my high school, I know, it's a <laughs> big, I'm truly never listened to one of their songs, sure. but whatever, um, yeah, but middle school, similar. I was kind of bitchy. I would get in the back, you know, sit in the back of the bus um, with like the cool kids, and I would fight them about their political beliefs. The amount of screaming matches I got into on the middle school bus about bus about abortion. Yeah, and wow, now all okay. of these motherfuckers are either like gay or something, and so I'm like, okay, that you know, yeah, we got there. Yeah, yeah. So where did your did, did you get your like leftist sort of leaning political views from your parents? Like, were they my parents? That way? Um, my dad's pretty pretty left leaning, but my my mom is a Democrat, but she grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. so she has 
So she's a moderate. <laughs> so she's a bit of well, and my stepdad is a libertarian. Oh, is like for his. The love of God. So well, that's cool. I know no, it's that's fake. Cool. I don't believe in libertarians. <laughs> it's not a real like. Come on. Um, so that's kind of their um, their wheelhouse. And then my dad is very left wing. Um, my stepmom is also like a Democrat, but very religious. Uh, and my dad is newly religious, so he read the Bible cover to cover. When he was like in his 40s or something. And then now he does sermons at church and like self-identified as a prophet for a little bit because he grew his beard out. He was like, this is what Jesus wants. And I said, all right. Um, <laughs> but I with him, I forgive him because it's like, you know, he's just he's just vibing. People just want a club. I know. I know. Want like a and team to yeah, put on the jersey yeah, exactly. and go and root for. Exactly. That's adorable. Um, so but I think my sister was really the catalyst for my my she was the first in the family family to identify as an atheist oh, wow. and then I was like I read some of her books like uh the year of living biblically and godless all that stuff and I was like yeah this checks out for me so then I went that route and now you know I'm just a couple of books away from communism <laughs> right was this did you sort of start to losing my religion around middle school Probably, yeah, 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 I think so. Okay. I think that's when I really was like, mm. also because yeah. they were just, I got a bad taste in my mouth from the people that I ha- somehow ended up spending time with. Yeah. So there were a lot of, there was a, like a, quite a few like people who were Pentecostal in the area. I lived really close to a Mormon church. Okay. And so T- there speaking were a lot in of, tongues over at the Pentecostal church. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of, so I actually went through confirmation. I got confirmed through my mom's church, which is um, United Church of Christ. It's a pretty, it's like, I guess her church is like as like liberal you can get with still having like a God, a deity. Yeah. Yeah. So like almost Unitarian Universalist, but like there's still a God. And so I went, I just went through it to like appease her. Mm -hmm. But the thing with the confirmation there was that you were confirming that you were willing to take a spiritual journey. You are not confirming that you are this religion because to get confirmed, we are required to go to three different denomination of churches so we can experience other, other like religious experiences. And I thought that was really cool. So I was in Mississippi. I got to go to like a Southern Baptist church, which was a completely different thing. But I was like, this is interesting, you know, and I did a couple different ones and, um, decided I hated all of them and now I sleep in on Sundays. <laughs> Amazing. I would sleep in, but the fucking NFL games start at 10 a.m. Oh, in this yeah. godforsaken part of the country. Uh, yeah, I went to a universal, Unitarian Universalist church once mm-hmm. for a religious studies class assignment because our professor in college was like, you have to go this week to a, a church that is of a denomination or religion that you didn't grow up with. So I grew up non-denominational Christian. So okay. like jeans to church, yeah. youth group parties, yep. rock, jumping up and down during worship, stuff oh, like absolutely. that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like that sort of like mid-2000s youth group culture, I was firmly young life? planted. Did you experience a young life? Well, young life couldn't fuck with us. Okay. We, we were too cool. I didn't go life. either. No, young. that was a little more of like the, oh, come on. That was like the cultier side of, Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, ours was way more loose. Um, but anyway, I went to that Unitarian Universalist church and like they were so friendly until they found out I was there for an assignment. And then they didn't like they weren't unfriendly to me, but I could see in their uh, in the eyes of the like leader that I was talking to when I told them that it was like, 
oh, we're not getting another young person. Oh. So I guess he's not going to come. Well, we'd love to have you back if you, you know, if, if any yeah. Sunday you'd like to come in, we'd, we'd love to see you again. Oh. And it was like very sweet. Like Welcoming. a trans woman was like taking the offering and that blew my fucking mind. Wow. Like, because my church was cool, but not that cool. And so just that open mindedness yeah. of it. And it was also right after the election, like the 2016 election. So they played like fucking hallelujah, like the hallelujah. I heard there was. I want to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need, we all need this today. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, was what was said. Wow. Um, yeah, but it was wild. But I think um, I was just two episodes ago. I had a buddy of mine on the show named Daniel, who was a chef. He's a chef. We grew up in church together, and oh, he was my first church friend I've ever had on here. So we Is got that when have, you were home? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, back in Springfield. Um, so it was the first time I got to actually, like, have a conversation with someone who was there about my, like, church experience. And he and I both got to this place of we didn't – the thing that we actually hated the most about what was going on and what was being taught to us was the human component of it. Because I think that Christianity has a lot of great lessons Mm -hmm. and a lot of great stories and a lot of great like sort of things to live your life by. And in theory, it's a great idea. But then in practice with the the flaws of humanity, it becomes so toxic and so violent and so just fucked up this like weird messed up version of itself. And this unfortunate uh, like where the people who really, really claim to follow it do exactly the opposite of, like... Did you see it recently? I saw there uh, was, like, a statue of, like, somebody covered up on a bench in some town. I don't know. I didn't read that closely. But a bunch of people called the cops because they thought it was, like, a homeless person on the bench. It was a statue of Jesus. (laughs) And I was like, let's... This is... There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there certainly is. Man, that's... But I'm just... It's just... It's funny to me that you were able to come to this, like, sort of moment of realization that early on, like, in middle school, like, around that age. Like, that's a very mature thing because it didn't come to me until much later, which I'm still... uh, There's, like... uh, Pete Holmes. You know Pete Holmes, the comedian? I think so. Very tall, very silly. Uh, he, he has a podcast called You Made It Weird. It's like my favorite one. Okay. And he, if people people who listen to this show and listen to You Made It Weird, some things I've stolen from Pete. Great. <laughs> there's, there's the DNA of that show in this show. But he just had Paul Walter Hauser on, who, have you seen, uh, do you know who he is? Maybe if I, I'm bad with like <laughs> na- just names, faces right. I'm great at. Did you see uh, I, Tanya? No. Did you I want s- to. Did you see Cruella? No. <laughs> Did you see uh, uh, Richard Jewell? No. I do a lot of like, I watch shows that give me immediate dopamine. So gotcha. I like rewatch, you know. Uh, did you watch Cobra Kai? No. Fuck's sake. Okay. Well, those I are I all things he's is. been in. Okay, yeah. yeah. Great actor. Super. Like he's like one of those character actors that he was in this movie, Richard Jewell, which was like a Clint Eastwood movie that like got nominated for awards and stuff. Okay. And he was like the lead. And it was like one of those like the character actor gets to be the lead Ooh. like moments. But he had a really refreshing sort of take on like faith and because it's like I don't consider myself like an atheist or an agnostic. I like to think of myself as like a Christ leaning spiritual person. Okay. So what that means is I don't call myself a Christian. I don't go to church. I don't read the Bible. 
but I believe there's something out there, and the myth that I grew up with was the Christ myth. So yeah, that is how so it's I still ingrained into your yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's that's how I categorize it. Sure. And Paul Walter Hauser was talking about how he's like he was like a hardcore Christian for most of his life, and then he like ran into some like really harsh judgment from fellow Christians that made him leave. And he was just like, I talk to God the same way I, f- I talk to you. I say, fuck, like I'll cuss. I'll just like it to me. It's like a relationship thing. And I was so like when I was in middle school, I was so in it. Mm-hmm. I could never imagine being out of it. So that's just yeah. it's just because because I had a similar thing with the Paul Walter Hauser where it was like, oh, it's about relationship, not um like and it's not just a relationship to to a god it's the relationship that i have with my friends at the church and to the leaders that i respect yeah. at the church like i love people and this puts me in front of more and more people mm-hmm. and things like that yeah i mean there's definitely a community aspect absolutely yeah. to, to that kind of stuff i think also now that i've thought about it a little more one of the big things that ended up turning me off of it is that you know i started in theater so young so from 7 years old i was making friends who were out as gay wow and so you know yeah. I mean like friends as in like they were the like more of the adults like not like other seven-year-olds but, right. like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm like hey I would have been friends with them too yeah. but so I think too that was one thing to be going every night and hanging out with these amazing people who are you know confident gay out you know whatever um and then going and hearing people who are religious bashing gay people and yeah. like anti-LGBTQ and I'm just sitting there like but they're a really good person and you're a really bad person. So this doesn't line up. So I'm over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One kid told me I, or I said one time in class, some kid was arguing with me about it because everyone knows I'm like, I was like the liberal whatever. And so, uh, this kid was arguing with me about, like gay marriage and I said like I mean, I have a lot of gay friends. So like, just don't talk to me about this right now. And they're like, that's really weird. And I was like, what like that's so stupid and then I was like like just get get over it and I think I said something like like there's not even a god anyway so you're doing all of this for nothing and then he told me I was about to be like smited I was like great I'm still waiting because that's hella delayed <laughs> yeah that's geez, what a little dork yeah that's, yeah I didn't meet a gay person till I was a freshman in high school an really? out gay person yeah my mom would tell me when she was growing up she said she remembers running home from school she was so excited because she was gonna go home and turn on the tv and on the news there was gonna be a real live gay person oh my god I don't know who it was but this is so She recent. ran home so excited to see this real live gay person on TV. God. That's some lovely perspective, I think. Yeah. I've ta- I've been thinking a lot about like just the meaning of perspective and how you know, it cuz you know, we've gone through such a glum period yeah. those these last like 18 to 20 months or mm-hmm. however long it's been and it was Conan O'Brien and Barack Obama were talking about this actually. Ooh. How like perspective on that sort of stuff is important because you can look at you know the problems that are happening like with the criminal justice system the problems with just crime violent crime the way we treat each other things like that statistically speaking it's getting better and better every year not worse and worse it's just there are all these fucking cameras everywhere capturing so much of it and it's like it almost just like rots your brain into thinking you're living in hell when really this is the best time to be alive for most people like I have met I've, I've said this so much the last couple of weeks because it, it's just something that blows my mind I have met people who have met slaves 
Like that is yeah. how young this country is. No, like, you're my right. great grandma was around people who were not slaves at the time, but were right. older people who, when they were younger, were born yeah. into sl- fucking slavery. Yeah. So Shit. that's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish I would have had sort of a more of a progressive bent to my thinking in, in like the middle school years because yeah. that is such a, it's just such a goddamn like stressful and growing pains filled time you know just normally and holding on to these like ideas that I thought were so important and like little beliefs that turned out to be made out of cardboard right (laughs) it would have been nice to have something solid to like root myself in like reason and logic and empathy (laughs) but but I had other stuff yeah that's always yeah I mean and I'm honestly so grateful that we did not grow up in like the TikTok era because as much as I've found I love it as an adult because I I mean at least for my for you page it's so many people telling me their experience or like talking not me talking to the camera about their experience with some like really niche feeling or like emotion where I'm like wait you do you feel that way too so things that I like have felt or thought my whole life that I've never talked about because I was just like I, this is just weird of me mm-hmm. that other people talking about their experience I'm like oh my gosh like I feel so good about that now but if I were to have started on it you know in middle school I would probably end up on that D'Amelio side where I'm just like we're all trying to be the most popular person on TikTok like yeah like thank god it like I I'm just very grateful for that mm-hmm. to the timing of that not being our era for sure <laughs> something light Do you have a favorite sleepover memory from these years? Because, you know, the elementary school sleepovers are pretty much just like babysitting. Yeah. Like there's a bedtime and stuff. Middle school was when the sleepovers, at least for me, really started just to heat up. I mean, I never had anything too interesting. Um, One thing funny in elementary school is I would, I was sharing a bed with someone. It was like a queen bed and we were having a sleepover and I wet the bed uh, while she was also in the bed. (laughs) Um, and uh, she never let me live it down. And then we like weren't friends after that. And not like, yeah, I don't know. Wow, it was okay. really embarrassing. Yeah, of course. Um, but I was a, I was a bedwetter until like late in the game. Yeah. Um, I had to get this alarm that was like, it would, it, the alarm like Velcroed onto my shoulder and the, there were wires that went down and a snaps at the bottom and you snap them on each side of your underwear. So if the underwear gets wet, the snap things touch and it goes bzz, bzz, and buzzes you awake. Like that's how bad my, I was a, I, I was a bad water. You were hooking machines yeah. up to your private parts. Yeah. Well, just to like the fabric, but right, yeah. But it's close enough. Yeah. I thought you were going to What? What? The, the clasps to either side of my vagina. Of my vagina? <laughs> when it got wet, it shocked me. No, oh my God. So that's why I can't have... Holy <laughs> shit, that is... I've never heard of that device to stop bedwetting, but yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I had one. Wow, if it makes you feel any better, I threw up on one of my friends when I was a kid Ooh, in his sleep, yeah. and he stayed asleep, and it was only on the blanket. It like didn't get like on his clothes, so I went and got my mom, and she just like quietly took the blanket <laughs> off of the kid and then threw it in the wash and then just put another blanket Did on it. Did you ever find out? Nope. You should to tell this him day. right now. Uh, Nick Hirschman, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I don't know if you are. You just got married, but I vomited all over you one night. <laughs> That's 
so funny. Maybe it's like subconsciously he knows, like he it was like in his dream or something. Yeah, that's so funny. Now anytime he sees vomit, he gets really sleepy. Really sleepy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so high school. We come to high school. This is. Usually the part of the interview that people uh, start to pull their hair out a little bit. Yeah, I remember high school better than the, the other two. Yeah, what was your overall experience like? I, I had a lovely time. You did? Okay. Yes. Um, I was Rachel Berry to a T. Hilarious. I was Rachel Berry. I was show choir, vocal captain. I ran an acapella group. I It was my life. Mm-hmm. I did less theater at the time because show choir was everything to me. Wow. And I multiple times I've made Maggie watch my show choir videos on YouTube. I've watched your show choir. Have videos. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you were That's Haley, embarrassing. Haley was in like our like COVID lock, lockdown bubble, yeah. and we would. That was one of the things. Like one night you were like, "All right, and here's uh, this one." <laughs> I'm proud of it. I worked really hard. Yeah, they were um, good. They were good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, we were like mediocre, but like we had fun. Um, I was really into it, and that's that. That was me. I started in the um, like freshman show choir. Like all, it was just freshman girls, and then I was the first of three. So three of us from that one made it to the varsity. We skipped the like JV show choir, and so three of us um, went straight into sophomore year to be in like. Uh, our mascot at high school was Old Abe. Like, uh, it was I'm o- sorry, what? Eau Claire Memorial High School, and we, our mascot was Old Abe, the eagle, like the bald eagle. Oh, so it was an eagle. Not the man, Abraham Lincoln, right. no. Um, so your mascot was an eagle, but everyone called him Old his Abe. His name was, no, that's like a historical eagle, or something happened to him, I don't know. Okay. I think, allegedly, I sure. never really looked too much into it, but so uh-huh. our show choir was called Old Abe Show Choir. Um, and then the like JV one was Eagle because it was just like another version of an Eagle. And then the little, our freshman one were the Eagleettes. <laughs> Eagle sounds like the varsity. Nope. Old Abe sounds like you have a program for retirees to come but in and that's, sing. Uh, but then at our Pops concert, like the end of the year concert, our parents would do a show choir called the Really Old Abe Show Choir, where Hilarious. they would do like mocking versions of our show choir. And it was so funny. What? And they would like change the lyrics to talk about how expensive we were and like <laughs> <laughs> how annoying it was. <laughs> That is incredible. Yeah, it was it was funny. They would rehearse. Wow. It was so cute. Our theater parents would have fucking loved to be able to do that. Oh, I bet. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. We had... Uh, I talked to you. We didn't have a show choir at my high school because our choir director thought they were tacky. Uh, they are. Absolutely. <laughs> they are, yeah, very tacky. And he was like a hardcore, like choir purist yeah. like we're singing in latin you want to sing you know? journey right yeah. yeah so we never touched the stuff the closest we got to having like something resembling a pops concert was the men's choir got to sing oh uh in the jungle the that's cool though yeah that's the most contemporary song so you were in choir I was. Did you ever? This was my favorite one. Did you ever sing the song "Shut D Do"? No. Oh, it went "Shut D Do, keep out D Devil." Shut D Do, keep the devil in. I loved that, that one. That sounds really familiar. I, we may have sang that, or I've definitely heard it before. Okay, yeah, That's funny. Loved that one. We did. So I was in choir sophomore year through senior year, and I always describe it as 
I did choir the same way football players lifted weights. So I did choir. That was me with choir and theater. So like, I don't know how football players lift weights. Oh, well, so, <laughs> just, so I did choir to get better at theater. Like football players oh. lift weights to get better at oh, football. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I, and I ended up loving choir. Like our, our choir teacher, although he did not like show choirs, Mr. Honeycutt, he was a great a cool guy. Name. Yeah, cool dude. And um, yeah, he was just a cool, fun guy for the most part. He had his moments of anger, but don't we all? Don't we all? And uh, yeah, we, our men's choir, we were the first year that they had enough boys like interested in choir to be able to put a men's choir together. And we went on like a tour to all of the elementary schools doing songs. And we would like talk like he really wanted us to hammer home the idea. And I was one of the kids who would talk because I was also on the football team. So they would have me wear my fucking football jersey Mm. to these things. Like see choir's cool guys. Exactly. And they would be like, take this microphone and tell these little boys that choir isn't for girls. Basically (laughs) was, was what my job was. And it was fun. We did a song called Kurumi. Uh, It is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, it's like a Gregorian song. So, oh. and it's truly like, I'm not kidding. I'll try to find it after this, like yeah. on YouTube or something. But it is the fastest, like, it's like every part is doing a different like range of lyrics it's crazy i love that i love that that was we also had like a vocal jazz slash madrigal group and that's we would get like the harder ones um and that was it was part of well show choir was a class so it was part of school so it was seventh period every i think every other day it would be like show choir one day and then it was vocal jazz and magicals the other day and if you weren't in vocal jazz slash magicals you had to do like a study hall um and that's we would get those harder ones so we would have a lot like of those kinds of like fun whatever songs but we also during like winter time for christmas season we we traveled so we were um a literal madrigal group that would be hired to go and like sing at parties like doo, 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 doo. Yeah. and we had to speak in British accents. We had like a tutor dinner, all of that. Did you sing Wassail? Wassail, Wassail all over the town. Our toast, it is white and our ale, it is brown. Yep. yep. Sure did. <laughs> that was good. Sure did. <laughs> we still got it. Wow, that's <laughs> fun. Hey, we didn't peek. Right. Hey. Ah! Ah! Drops the mic. That's it. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I we we would do a madrigal concert. So once a year oh. we had a, a program called the Madrigal, where okay. we'd all wear like shitty like little like tunics mm. and stuff yep. and sing those songs. Yep. And there were some terrible sketches and skits that mm. I refused to participate in. <laughs> uh, so you're um, no sports really. No you're sports. Full on Rachel Berry. Mode. I played. I play, I mean, I dabbled in like soccer in middle school, but like mm-hmm. that wasn't my thing. I was full on Rachel Berry. I was very, very serious. Um, I made. It was really dramatic because I made a lot of friends through a community theater show with one of our rival show choirs, oh, and shit. I started hanging out with them a lot. And I got talked to by the <gasps> teacher, <gasps> and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Well, you just like blah blah," and I was like, "I can't have friends outside of this." Um, You're fraternizing with the enemy. I was, And I was like, who cares? We beat them every freaking time. Yeah. Like, who cares? I'm not going to teach them our dances. <laughs> That's insane. Like, it was so ridiculous. But at the same time, it was, you know, it was intense. It was, it was like a, 
you know, if you were in it, you this is what you did. Yeah. This was you were a show choir kid. It was your entire personality. But what I wouldn't do is on like our competition days or or um uh like the day before competition or like when we have a concert, everyone was expected to wear their like choir out like t-shirt or like something related to it and even when we did the one musical I did you were supposed to wear your costume to school that day and I refused to do any of that shit I was like nope (laughs) I don't match people um I'm unique Uh no but more so I was just like I am full on choir when I'm in choir but I'm not gonna talk about this or be like associated with this like everyone knew obviously I was in choir and all that stuff but I was just like I don't want to be that yeah person i just something about it didn't sit right with me and i'm sure it was because of you know i was afraid of being perceived but right yeah you're not a sheep you're a daughter of one of the witches they couldn't burn i'm right? and my name is Haley, and <laughs> so it all checks out right <laughs> that's good that's uh yeah we were the the competition aspect of Art as a competition is hilarious. To I hate with. that. That's why I don't yeah. watch The Voice or American Idol. I'm like, who cares who freaking John Legend thinks has a better voice today? Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a. It's a bizarre thing. Me and my friends, because we did theater competitions. What how, like scenes and stuff? So there's two types. So in Missouri, like high school activities association, like we it was lumped in with speech and debate tournaments there would be like a theater component for the district and state there wasn't like regular tournaments for it it was just like the district tournament to who who's the best in the region move on to the state tournament who's the best in the state so the two co- forms of competition were one acts and readers theater oh yeah was this yeah. like for thespian festivals or uh, like we didn't, is that different we, we never did it at thescon okay. uh, thescon so okay thespian conference yes oh. we, you know, every every year we'd have the Missouri State uh, thespian conference where all the high school theater groups went to this big conference and had a party basically for a weekend. This was separate where okay. it was like speech and debate districts and state kind of like how choir would have like solo ensemble. I don't know if you guys Yeah, that. oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah Please. It, the same thing but with theater basically. Yeah. Like district oh, okay. state and uh, so it was either a one act play that their school would present or a reader's theater, which have you seen reader's theater? Yeah, I, yeah, well, I did books. forensics in middle school, which I think maybe was our equivalent <clears throat> of something kind of like that. Yeah, it would have been lumped in there. Yeah. Okay. Forensics is like that part of speech and debate. It's cool. like the like the kind of the artsy one. Yeah. Not like the okay. Lincoln Douglas debate or whatever. Sure. Um, but we were pretty universally hated in the state, my school, because we were really good. Mm. And then my era People didn't like us because the sort of the leaders of our theater department were me and my two best friends, Cody and Troy. And um, we were not the typical theater kids. So having done show choir competitions, I'm sure you're sort of familiar with most like theater kids, choir kids, whatever. The aggression is very passive. Like it's it's a lot of passive aggressiveness, oh, yeah. a lot of like kind of like smarmy looks and eye rolls and like kind of bitchiness, <laughs> like, oh, if I may. Did that song or scene? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like like. Mm. Mm-hmm. We were like three wild, aggressive boys. Like we never went out of our way to fuck with people, but we had like a "fuck you, get out of our way" attitude about yeah. things, and we're pretty direct about things, and like we just didn't. That we didn't know how to talk shit in that way. We just talked shit. We didn't like kind of disguise it. So sure. like, like if somebody would have been like, "Hmm, great scene," we're like, "What the fuck did you just right? say to me, <laughs> asshole?" Like, you know? I love that though. Yeah. That's kind of like it's like the comedic relief you need within a, a 
a subculture, if yeah. you will. Yeah, a weird, um, weird subculture, weird thing. We almost got into that. a fight in a bathroom one time because some guy was like trying to say some shit about our costumes. I don't know. It was a wild time. That's, have you been in fights before? Because that's like mm-hmm. the second time you've brought up like a, a fighting incident. Yeah, I've been in a lot of fights. Uh, in How my often life. do you wake up and choose violence? These days, very little. Okay. <laughs> when I was I've never up. seen it. That's why it's shocking to me. Because like right. to me, you're not a person who would fight. Well, you wouldn't fight me, I don't think. No. Um, no. Not yet. Not yet. Ooh, Maybe if good. you don't fucking share the episode, I will. I'm, uh, co- <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Please, uh, I've shared episodes I'm not on. Come on. You, you have. I'm very thankful. <laughs> that was a great episode, Maggie's. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, growing up, I first and foremost, I loved like Dragon Ball Z, which is a fighting anime. So it was like I'm, a cartoon I've, about I've fighting. I've heard of it. Yeah. Is that, oh, wait. That's different than... Okay, this is probably embarrassing. Is that That's different than Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Is so, there Dragon Ball Z cards? No. Well, okay. I mean, there probably are trading cards for it, but Yu-Gi-Oh was an anime built around a card game. Okay. Like, they played cards to settle their fights. Got it. Dragon Ball Z, they fought to settle their fights. So it was like a martial arts anime fighting thing. So I loved that growing up. So I already had an inclination towards like wanting to punch and kick things. And then also wrestling, like WWE, watching that as a kid. Um, And then also just my neighborhood. Like it was, when I was a kid, I just thought it was my neighborhood. But now looking back, it was like, oh, it was a pretty low income neighborhood. Like a lot of like kind of rough kids, like as rough as it can be in like a small town in Missouri, you know, but like. We would fight all the time. Like that was how we like settled disputes in the neighborhood. Was like, all right, you get you versus him. Like, who's this part of the neighborhood's kid is that they're gonna send to fight this part of the neighborhood's kid or whatever. That's so interesting. Yeah, mine would just be like, you just like low key don't get invited to my Christmas party. Yeah, like that's how I tell someone I'm not. A fan. Which is a much more civilized way of doing it, I Is think. it, though? Because at the end of the day, I'm not solving anything. True. Who I'm making knows? it worse. You made it worse with Preet Bohms. Probably. There it is. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Enough about my violent past. I'm interested, though. Uh, so where did... Uh, so college time. Like... Well, first off, in high school, did you have like a Mr. Feeney, like a teacher yes. that was well, like your mentor? It was my mentor. Teacher, okay. Easily. He, um, so he was a student teacher my freshman year, and then the teacher left, um, and er, she like moved somewhere else, and then he got hired the next year as the main teacher because we all loved him. And yeah, so he was, um, and he was just so involved because we see him on weekends too because of um competitions or stuff and then like his wife was really involved in like music and theater and everything too and so um he was that I'm still in contact with him today he's such an amazing person has two beautiful kids now um and yeah just genuinely was such a positive impact on uh my experience and over COVID I actually made for him I was taking a little, little Adobe class and so I was working on their Adobe premiere so I made I got some of my old friends from choir to record a song that he had arranged for us like years and years ago and we all recorded parts of it and I like sent it to him as just like a little like we're all locked down and just wanted you to know like you impacted us all in like a very mm-hmm. positive way yeah it was really sweet what's his name um his name's Evan Lloyd Mr. Lloyd Mr. Lloyd there it is yeah good for Mr. Lloyd good shout out him. Mr. Lloyd yeah Huh. Yeah, it's important to have those teachers. It really Not is. everybody has them. It Not everybody really... that does the show has like it. They're usually they're like, I don't know, they just all kind of sucked. They just yeah. all kind of sucked. And my mom was also, she worked at the high school too, so I got to know teachers a little bit better than most students because like she'd have them over for dinners or parties oh, and okay. stuff. So 
She was a school psychologist. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Your school had a psychologist? That's my mom, yeah. Our school had like a counselor whose main job was just filling out college applications. Oh, my God. No, we had like five counselors and a school psychologist. And I would just go in her office and like nap. Like I would like skip things I didn't want to do. Like the mock car crash before prom. I was like, I'm not going to get drunk anyway. The docudrama? (laughs) You skipped the docudrama? Yes. First of all, I was pissed I wasn't asked to be in it because I was like, who's going to act better than me? Right. Nobody. Um, Well, I wouldn't know if they did um, better than me because I took a nap on the floor in my mom's office. Yeah. I was dead one year and then I was a I was a reactor the other year wow. where I show up and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> oh my God, our friends are yeah. dead. I should have been in it, but what they did was pick like a really popular person that mm-hmm. everyone's going to care if they like die and then whoever they were going with to prom. Yeah. We had a kid before my time, like two years before I got to high school, uh, participate in it and one of the things that happens is like when you're the drunk kid you get a actual cop comes and handcuffs you and yeah, actually yeah, arrests did, like yeah. goes through the arresting process and takes you away and they did it with this kid and they were like they put the kid in the back of the cop car and they're like um he said are you actually gonna like like are we gonna go through the whole process or are we done because the because we're away from like yeah. the, the, the 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 show and they're like I mean do you want us to run your information through our system just to like to show you how it works and he was like yeah let's do it they ended up arresting him for real what because this high this senior in high school had a speeding ticket and he did not show up for court <laughs> like a year prior <laughs> so there was a warrant out for his arrest no. this entire time that's hilarious and so he got arrested for real and they just had him he just literally went to the jail paid his like fine or whatever yeah. of, like, like for the parking ticket and he was released within hours but he got arrested that's hilarious yeah. and it was kind of by choice because he said yeah I would say no I don't want to be in any like I don't want to know there's nothing there on me I'm sure but like I just just don't do it yeah please don't um so why Drake why Drake University University. um so I didn't want to go to college but it was not really an option in the way I grew up and so I picked I I knew I wanted to do musical theater I auditioned at Drake I got into their program got a scholarship and I said all right wow that's it there it is um guess I'm going my parents like the school and so I was like great guess I will go to this school would I here's the tea would I go there again no wow okay um there I'm somebody might email me for publicizing my thoughts and feelings but I've been Mm -hmm. very open with them after I've graduated about how much I really resented my experience there Uh uh-huh um and a lot of people do a lot of people who have gone through that program most of the people who I were like my professors and stuff there aren't there anymore Um, but I just had a really unfortunate time. It was very political, which, you know, that happens, but it was more political in the sense that like, if you went out and got drunk with a professor, guess what? You're getting the lead role. Like if you're, if you dog sit for this professor, you're shoot, you're going to get this part. And like, it was just very, just not. It's one of those college yeah, theater programs that you hear about. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. And there, there are people who have now graduated from that that program, have a BFA in musical theater, and were never cast in a musical. Mm-hmm. And I think that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I've emailed them after the fact. Like, like the year after I graduated, cast lists and stuff came out, and I was like, hey, just... Just a question, as an alumni who, you know, would love to be able to still care about this department, why is this person, this person, this person seniors, and they're not in a single show this year? Like, to me, that's just awful. And then, so there's a lot that I'm I'm not pleased with um, 
the amount I paid for what I got out of it. Yeah. And do you think, so in my experience, when it, when you get one of these sort of bad, uh, batch, uh, I almost said a bad apple, but like the whole bushel, the whole batch Mm -hmm. is sort of bad, uh, college theater programs that sort of breeds that environment. Did you get a sense that maybe the people who are making decisions were not educators by choice? They were educators because they had to be because their yeah. their true career aspirations didn't quite pan out. Because I think that's definitely a thing that happens, and there may have been an ounce of that in my college theater program. But I was fortunate enough, Maggie and I, these people were really dedicated to education. Yeah, there was maybe like. One person who was only there in passing, they weren't like a full-time faculty member uh-huh. that kind of had that attitude. Did, did, did you get that or was it just kind of shitheads? I think I think a little bit, yeah. It's kind of hard because it's like, it's it was a lot of people who were just really complacent. Like they were, they had, there was so much talent and so much like, like there are some professors amazing. I had such an amazing experience with, so I don't want anyone to think that I'm not, obviously not going to name because I like the um, allure of. Um, hey, text <laughs> me if you're wondering. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, there were some people that were really great, and I'm really grateful. Um, a lot of the time, they happen to be adjunct professors. Like mm-hmm. uh, we had, and then we really pushed to get this one adjunct professor to be, have the permanent job because somebody was leaving and they didn't like him. Or one professor said he couldn't, and it was basically because the students liked him more than they liked him. It was just so gross. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, a bit of it. Uh, the person who was like the head head honcho, who was the head of our department, was our our tech professor, really, really wonderful guy. But I think when it came to making decisions that benefit people studying performance, he probably wasn't the best person to be in the head of in that position because that's you don't work with them. You're not. No. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when that's the person that we have to air our grievances to about the performance, like the performers, like or our experience there, it's just not the right, not the right person to, talk to because you'll make the decisions but you just don't fully get it yeah it has to be there has to be a a Mm -hmm. detachment from decision making in that way the students though i mean there are a lot of really great people uh obviously we're all like it's it's interesting i'm sure you experience this too it's like the people in a college theater program are the people who were like the best in their high school so you come in with these big heads and everyone and it's just really a fight to like who can who can like establish dominance? Yeah, I the first fucking day of acting level one or acting studio one. Sorry, in college, my professor he he goes. He's asking everyone questions, and he goes to me and he goes, I had a bit of a reputation, and he goes, "Chance, you and you know, like talking about talking about like the transition to college life and college like acting training." He was like, "Chance, you were a pretty big fish in a big pond." So I was like. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm trying to make friends with these people. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had a lot of toxicity in our our department. It was actually a running joke that we were just like really toxic. But we weren't like the thing is we weren't really. We were just called toxic. Actually, a professor when I was in the musical Heather's. um, First of all, just what a great show to enhance Mm. any sort of like animosity toxicity Uh within people especially the girls so um 
when we were in it, we had this meeting at the end of one of our rehearsals where she sat us down. It was my senior year. And she said that this group of seniors are the most toxic students that she had ever worked with in her career. And it's this, somebody has a recording of this meeting because it was just so like, what the hell? And we finally, this one girl, the girl playing Veronica, she was like, can you tell us how? And he, she was like, um, well, like you hang out with some students, but not others, because I would have these things at my apartment, my small two bedroom apartment. And I, they were called soirees where we would just like dress cute and just I would like get a bunch of alcohol from Trader Joe's and I would just like, you know, do that. And like they were like freshmen complaining they weren't invited to that stuff, like complaining to our professors. And so we were like, that's called having friends. I can't invite this entire fucking department to everything to my two bedroom apartment. Every, you know, every, so it was just stuff like that. It was one girl in particular who would just like complain about everything. And she was like the golden child of the freshmen. And so they really tried to like, and she was 17 when she started college. So they like really tried to like make her, you know, um, so yeah, it was just a lot of that. And that takes a toll on you. And that kind of, that's what turned me off ultimately from uh like I technically through having my musical theater I should have gone to New York and I should be doing that but like the environment that I felt it had was just so awful and like when they would treat us badly their response would be don't you want to do this with your life and now I'm like maybe not because you know so I'm gonna try I'm gonna be on the big screen now (laughs) there you go that's I mean that's like Hmm. That we had a kid who should not have been in the program, who sh- mm-hmm. did not did not want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the only like one of the only times I've ever seen that sort of thing happen, and it was very warranted. Where we were in the singing for the actor class, we had a class called singing for the actor, where BFA act. I was an acting major, mm-hmm. so non musical theater students could take this acting singing class. That's great. Basically. Yeah, and I loved it. I took it tw- twice. Uh, we had this one guy who just was t- just the vocal talent is neither here nor there. He clearly just did not rehearse, did not think about this, didn't do any of the character work, none of the none of the none of it, none of it. And our professor, God love this woman, she watched him do his do his song in class for feedback and she was like we'll call him Bill. Okay. <laughs> Bill why are you here? And he was like, oh, what do you mean? She goes, why are you here today? He was like, oh, in in this class? Like, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm in in the class. It's for my degree. She was like, so your degree, you want to be an actor. You're in an acting pro. You, you, you want to, you know, be, become an actor when you leave this place. And he was like, yeah. He, she was like, I don't think so. <laughs> she, was, she was like, I don't think you do. Oh, my God. And it was like this gut check moment that he actually like ended up like working a little harder after that. But I, I, it was, again, sort of like the death penalty thing. Like right. very special circumstances, sure. I think that should be used. Yep. Whenever you're lording this like, well, the real world is going to be ten times harder than this <laughs> thing that college theater programs do. It's the same thing that your elementary school teacher did when they were teaching you cursive and said you're going to be using this the All rest the of your life. Nah, I mean, you're, there's a little bit of truth to Yeah, of course, this is a very fucking difficult pursuit. Right, but just but, your name. Right. I'm just going to sign my name in cursive. Yep. 
I don't know, man. No, I get that. Yeah, you you met uh, the happy a happy college thing. My friend Zoe. Zoe, <laughs> I literally was on Facetime with her roommate Jason last night, and I chatted with Zoe for a little bit in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's great. And I stayed in her room when I was in Chicago, and I sent you that picture that, you of yes. you in it. Yeah, adorable. Isn't that cool? That was. Uh, did you? So Zoe wasn't a theater major, though, right? No, uh, no. Zoe. I don't. Uh, I think she was in like the communication yeah that's what i i remember in like i don't remember what it was called it was like a big black building that had all of the i think that's where she um broadcast maybe something like that um but yeah she was on the improv team and i wasn't but jason was her who's now her roommate he was my first roommate in la actually yeah um and so i became friends with like her and uh yeah mari if you did you know mari their other roommate okay yeah well not well that's how I, uh, yeah. So that's just such a cool little. Yeah, and I met Jason at Tenth Theater. Yes. Before any of yes, this, before I moved yes, to Chicago. You did. Yeah. yeah. What a weird little <laughs> circling of the wagons of yeah. people. I thought you were gonna say what a weird little man about him. I was like, I was like, that checks out too. He's quite he's tall. tall. He's, yeah, he's, very tall. He's quite tall. Very tall. Uh, Huh. So we don't have to talk much about college since it was, I think. I feel uh, like we was, probably had similar experiences. Midwest theater program. Yeah, I really enjoyed mine. Sure. But I think a big part of that was because I had such a clear vision in my head for yeah. who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And that's great. Yeah. And. Whereas I, I was just like, this is the only thing I know how to do. So I guess I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like this is all I'm good at. Like, yeah. I feel like comedy is like my, like the one thing that I'm good at. And that was, I felt the most alienated and sort of sad I ever felt in that program that made me be like, God, I don't, because I'm not a fuck this place person, but there were some fuck this place moments mm-hmm. where I was like, I feel like I'm being punished for wanting to just be funny. Like, I feel like they're really... And it's coming from a good place and they're only doing it to try to push me. But I feel like they're only the only notes I'm getting are like, be more serious, like show us the other side, show us, show us, show us, show us, show us, show us. And I'm like, I don't, that's why I've like fell in love. I haven't done a play or a musical since I graduated, but I've done so many sketch shows because sketch shows, sketch comedy shows are like all my favorite things about theater. It's just the funny that's scenes. That's so perfect you know? then. No, yeah. that makes that makes complete sense. I feel like, I mean, that's a lot of, of I think, college and perform. It's like, let's work on what your sh- is not your strength. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I would go into like singing stuff where I just wanted to belt and be loud and sing like Barbra Streisand songs. And yeah. they'd be like, mm, let's let's work on your soprano a little. There because, it is. And I'm like, <laughs> fine, but yeah. we're not going to like it. I used to sing with the sopranos in choir sometimes. Can you believe that? Before your voice dropped? No. My voice was fully dropped. I've, I've sounded like this and looked like this since I was 13 years old. You just have like a nice little falsetto I, going on? Yeah, Can I hear Full it? voice. I would full voice soprano notes in Can high I school. Can I hear a little like... I don't think I could do it okay. right now. I, so One day. It, it, a big part of it was the type of music I listened to was like warp Tour music. So it was oh. either screaming or like guys that sang like... Did you, did you ever heard the band uh, oh, fuck, uh, Sleeping With Sirens? I think so. Their lead singer, Kellen Quinn, he's what's called, I think it's like a counter tenor or something where it's basically a man Mm -hmm. who sings in the woman's range of like things. So like those were the songs I was singing in the car. So I'd come into choir and just be like, ah, 
like oh like, there it is oh that's awesome though yeah. that's really cool that's a great way to like you know work on that range it is very fun i was to me it's just a character voice like because i was like i can do voices i can do a high singing voice voice and there it is <laughs> there that's it is. awesome yeah so let's talk a little bit about uh la w- when, when did you get here do you like it here... still June 1st, 2017. Beautiful. I drove my Prius from Wisconsin. And yeah, I do. I mean, for the first little bit of time, I I struggled because I knew one person, two mm-hmm. people. So it's like I didn't have like a friend group. And it's weirdly enough, I've liked life in LA better since COVID hit because that's when I really established like I mean, I met Maggie like a year before COVID. So I had already realized like, okay, cool. There's somebody that I'm really like bonding with, good friend. Um, and then met all of her friends. Weirdly, it's so weird. Like literally all of my friends are in LA are from Missouri. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like truly. And um, so I met all of them, uh, y'all, I mean. There you go. And established a bit more of a friend group and like more of like um, – I want to do things now more than I did before. And I mean, and then that, you know, year time where you couldn't do anything um, was really a good way to make you want to do stuff when you can. Yeah. Um, I do like it now. I don't love the city, but I love the opportunity. Yeah. I love the fact that like there is something going on from every, like on every level. Like you could be in like the shittiest film, like short film one week and then be working on like, I don't know, an HBO show the next week. There's just so many, so much opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I found that really cool. And I love the, I love like heat and like mm-hmm. sun. The weather. And yeah. So it's kind of unbeatable great. out here. Truly. Yeah. That's, have you, do you have any like fun audition stories? Any like big ones that is like the one that got away? Any, any that might, might not oh, be fun man. actually? You know, I had like this one audition for a role on Euphoria. Oh wow. And I had to simulate an orgasm for the, the tape. And I had, I FaceTimed in my friend to read for me because it was like in COVID mm-hmm. and I uh, so I FaceTimed him in and I was like I need you to coach me a little bit because I just don't know how far to, to go right, right. Um, like is this like when you fake an orgasm during sex or is this like a little bit further than that so like what are we doing um, and I just went for it yeah. and I didn't book it so now I'm like that's embarrassing <laughs> Whoops. Um, but that was really cool I mean it's just something completely different mm-hmm. um, especially because I'm typically like called for like child looking yeah, little sister little yeah. sister or like yeah um 18 to play younger mm-hmm. type roles um so that one was fun but different a very different um experience i've never had to do anything like too extreme though yeah i had to oh this one was weird and i probably shouldn't have done it so if anybody out there ever hears an audition like this don't do it um i had to sh- i had to go and like be in a bikini and like you show up with clothes on. They're like, okay, now we'll we'd like to see. And I would did it. I did it. Oh, one of those and like you know boogie nights things. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Disgusting. Yeah. And I, um, talking later to Maggie, found out we both did that audition because oh. we were both fucking idiots. Oh. <laughs> but isn't that interesting? Yeah. We were both at that two piece in a pod. Um, yeah, yeah. They're us two little yeah. idiots in yeah. bikinis. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't do that. But otherwise, I haven't had anything too weird, too, mm-hmm. um, too extreme. I have been trying to do a lot more theater out here. 
So I, um, over COVID, a friend and I started a little, a little, I guess, theater company. Uh, and we put on, we put on some virtual cabarets. We did one live parking lot show, more concert-like. Um, and we're in the process right now of becoming a nonprofit so we can license actual musicals mm-hmm. and do actual shows. Cool. So once that gets, it's a lot to figure out. But once that gets rolling, I can finally use um, that business school knowledge that I... Yeah, so you dipped a little bit into business school. I have school. a business minor. Good. I yeah, don't I talk about this. it a lot because no, it's yeah. off-brand for me. Yeah. It's not quite my... But I... Uh, yeah, and I I hated it. Well, good for you. But I, I have mean, it. Honestly, that's... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Business, business degrees sound fucking terrible. It's terrible. And everybody in the classes... I would get in arguments with these freaking little... I was a senior taking all the classes too because they were like some freshman classes because I added it on later and I'll get in fights with these little like frat boys Mm -hmm. about stuff like raising the minimum wage and they'd be like, well, just like go back to school and I'd be like, with what fucking money are you supposed to? Ah." Right. So anyway, hope you guys are all doing terrible. There you go. Fuck you boys. Fuck you cigaps. Do you have, uh, like what are your hopes and dreams for the industry out here for yourself and then like maybe at large like now that we're coming out of like this this crazy period where it seemed nothing was going on and now so much is going on do you have any like anything you hope to see change anything for yourself that you like any goals that you've set or has it has it made you reassess like your trajectory or anything I've definitely reassessed a lot values being one of them um I still love acting and performing um, and I'm go- I'm going to do it as much as I can. But I was so, before COVID, I was so like, this is the only thing I can focus on. Like, this is what, this is go, 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 go. Um, and then like feel bad and like be anno- like stressed and like down on myself if it's not working out. Um, and now I, I think I found a better val- balance of enjoying life while still working hard. Uh, so that's been great. Goal-wise, I'm really bad at goal setting because I set really big goals and then I don't meet them in a certain amount of time. And then I'm like, well, then what's the point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm working on starting like smaller, like, okay, I'm going to set, you know, be, you know, a, like a guest star in like a specific show or something yeah. versus like have an Oscar in a year. Right. That's a little. <laughs> don't get in a wreck on the 405. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, yeah. a, that's a fair one. Um. Yeah, so like that, I just, I'm just kind of trying to, it sounds so stupid when I say it out loud, but ultimately I'm just trying to chase good vibes. And I found that that's been. Ellie fucking yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's been the best way to do things. Like the last, I was just in a feature that will be coming out, I think like next Mm spring-ish and like hitting the festival circuit. And I got that from meeting somebody at a show that went my parking lot show that I did um I met him um he was at the show he was like we were just chatting afterwards he was like I just love your energy and I would love to work with you and I knew somebody knew who knew him so it wasn't like creepy or anything right, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, that yeah. You, have, you always gotta be <laughs> like, I work for a company yeah, called yeah, Brazzers yeah, yeah. so I oh my god so I ended up getting a yeah a part in that that feature and it was truly just from like doing what I wanted to do and creating my own my own way of doing it versus yeah. the the soul crushing like actors access yeah. pounding away mm-hmm. self tape grind yep yeah well good for you bud Thanks, pal. That's very fun, <laughs> but buddy old boy. Uh, well, we're going to wrap up here because um, I know you've got a very important engagement I've to get to. I've got a very important two yes. little boys to babysit. Of course. Uh, so how I end every episode is with the same question, and it's uh, if you could go back in time 
to a version of Haley uh, when she was at her most lost, her most directionless, her most afraid maybe for the future. Um, it could have been two weeks ago. It could have been 10 years ago. You don't have to specify the time. But if you could rip a wormhole in space and time, poke your head out and see yourself in that struggle and yell out a piece of concise advice to yourself. It's like if you're climbing up the mountain and your map has just been blown out of your hands and you're lost, if you could yell at that Haley a piece of advice, what would you say to her? I think I would say you will find your people. You will, your values are worthwhile and you are enough as you are. Um, and also, you're going to get a nose job and you're going to look fucking amazing. There you have it, <laughs> folks. All right. Well, that's uh, that just about does it. Haley, thank you so much thank for Thank you for it. having me. This is so fun. Uh, I'm glad uh, you were able to come and do it. Oh, yeah. Where would you like the kids to be able to find you on social media? At Haley.ashlin, H-A-L-E-Y dot A-S-H-L-I-N. And my Twitter, I think, is just at Haley Ashlin, H-A-L-E-Y-A-S-H-L-I-N. And don't worry about my TikTok. That's nothing. <laughs> that, that, that is you don't need to see. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry about it. All right. Well, we did it, folks. We did it. That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye.